0: Grace Grosha is a soon-to-be holistic health coach. She specializes in helping others heal their gut through holistic practices. Besides all things health and wellness, Grace works at Athletic Greens doing influencer marketing. In the last year, Grace has completely switched her career as well as left the company she worked at for three and a half years. Now, Grace is following her passion by connecting with others and helping them heal from the inside out. You're so strong. Such a badass bitch. Thank you. And I literally am obsessed with you. To you. <laughs> Same to you. Same um, to you. But, yeah, so, I don't know. For as long as I've known, you've been such, like, a go-getter. And literally just, like, if you want something in life, you get it. And I always see you doing that. Um, so, I'm really excited to talk to you. Yay! And for anyone who maybe doesn't remember, this is a year later from when we recorded the first time. And so... Grace has had so many amazing growth and changes and things that have happened since then a year ago. So yeah, we're just going to dive into all of that. And yeah. Yay. (laughs) I'm excited. Welcome. Yay. (laughs) Okay. So I'm like, it's a year
1: later. I cannot believe it. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So much. It's crazy how much Something can change, or how much your life can change in one single year. And it makes you think, like, where am I going to be in five years? But it's so good to sit back and reflect and think of all the things I've accomplished this last year, where I want to be next year, and how I can get there. But a little background. So, this time last year, I just launched my blog, like a health and wellness blog. I was at Juneshine, a hard kombucha brand. I was probably in my operations position, and now I'm no longer at June Shine. I'm with a health and wellness brand called Athletic Greens, and I do influencer marketing. So a little more in my room. I absolutely loved operations at June Shine because I got to learn a different side of the business, but ultimately it wasn't for me. I was staring at Excel all day, every day, and I need something with more creativity, community building, and connection. And so I just knew it was my time to leave, and that was a difficult decision because I was at June Shine for three and a half years and it was all I've ever known going out of college but I just felt it in my gut that there was something else out there that was going to serve me and be more in alignment so Mm -hmm. it just like happened to all flow together organically and here I am a year leader and loving it so far.
0: Amazing. I'm like, how did you get into, like, that position at Athletic Greens? Because that's literally so on brand, in alignment for you. So, when I saw that you were working there, like, I don't don't even know. Like, when did I text you? I'm like, look at this photo. I'm like, did you do this? If not, still cool. Yes.
1: Literally. It was so crazy because from my own side on Instagram, I have a very small following, but... For the past year, year and a half, I've been doing little brand deals on the side and I really got to grow like this micro influencer platform and I absolutely loved connecting with brands and promoting brands that I use every single day. And so I felt the connection from my opposing side and I knew I wanted to learn the other side of it. I had a little touch of it at June Shine, but nothing what I'm currently doing now and so it was so crazy because I knew I wanted to get in there but I didn't have enough experience in it. When I you apply at a job, they look at your resume, I had brand manager at June Shine, then I had operations manager. There was no correlation for influencer marketing there and as you know for these very elite or what I think of myself in alignment with these brands I would wanna work for, you have to have experience to get into this field. And so when I was starting to look or just putting the feelers out there that I wanted to get in this industry, I would look on LinkedIn and just feel so overwhelmed. I'm like, you can kind of see how many applications there are. Like Osea, for example, there was like 250 applications. I'm like, yeah, right. And so I just like kind of doubted myself. And I was like, this is something I want to get into, but maybe I just need to be happy where I'm at at Juneshine. It's a great company and I'm still learning every day. And it was just crazy because I was on LinkedIn and one of my girlfriends I know from college, she posted and was like, work at Athletic Greens, we're hiring for an influencer marketing position, reach out if you're interested, literally the next day. And I was like, wait, what? And so we haven't chatted in a long time, but. I messaged her on LinkedIn and I was like, Hey, can I take you out for coffee on Friday? I would love to learn more about the position and the company itself coming from June shine. I had high expectations because they have such great company culture. And so I knew I didn't want to leave to go anywhere. So we met up for coffee and she made me fall so much more in love with the brand than just the position because it is a health and wellness brand, which is my biggest passion. And What's so amazing about the product is you're empowering people to take ownership of their health versus in the alcohol industry, you're just promoting people to drink. And I kind of want to switch that narrative for myself. And so not only was it a great company, it was a great product. And she absolutely loved working on her team, which is so important. You want to be surrounded by people that inspire you and that you feel motivated around. Um, what team was she on? Um, she was in the influencer marketing team. Okay.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Just for
1: clarification. Yes. <laughs> so she told me all about the influencer marketing position. I went home, I applied, and literally 24 hours later, I got a rejection email. And they're like, I'm sorry, you don't have enough experience. Like, yeah. we'll, we'll keep your resume on file, whatever they generically yeah. say. Yeah. And I was like, shoot. Like, that, I can't take no for an answer. And at that time, my friend hadn't connected with the team yet. It was just like an automatic response because they haven't talked to Emily, my friend. And at that time, I was like, I need to put a deck together to showcase that I do know this influencer marketing side yeah. and I understand what they're looking for. So I put a deck together on how I would run the nano and micro influencer space, which is what I was applying for to have that ability and that connection with that community. So I showed just a little campaign I would do, the partners I would partner with, put a deck together and then sent that to her and the team as well. And then 24 hours after that, I got an email saying, we would love to interview you. So that is such a great tip. Like from today's society, there's everyone is applying everywhere especially for these brands you see all over instagram you have to stand out i originally heard about it on a set active um yes a podcast interview and the ceo was like i think it was for um a social media manager or something like that and there's so many applications and a girl put a deck together to really stand out and she immediately got the interview it's like even if you Get no. Don't take no for an answer. Figure out a way how you're going to make yourself stand out. If you really want that job mm-hmm. and it feels in alignment with you, you just got to figure out a way. So fast forward, sent in the deck. I got an interview 24 hours later. And then after, I think it was six interviews, I ended up getting that job offer. Holy and shit. I know. So six quick, interviews? I know. You're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. i like, yes. I know. And... I couldn't be more thankful now that I'm... Because they took a risk on me, ultimately, because I didn't have a lot of experience on it. And there was over 300 applications for this position. And the Athletic Greens is a fast-growing company. Oh, and yeah. they don't have time to hold handhold you, train you in the position. Although they do really get you up and running in the position, they don't have time to handhold hand, hold you. So... They took a chance on me and I couldn't be more thankful. Like my whole life has completely changed. Just leaving operations and being in this industry and influencer marketing. I absolutely love getting connected with influencers. I understand their language a bit more and just what they look for to make a campaign successful or um, collaboration successful and what we look for. And It's so exciting because Instagram is not going to go anywhere. TikTok is not going to go anywhere. And who knows what it might look like in five years with the metaverse and everything else that's up and coming. But I know it's going to be an industry that's here to stay. And I'm so excited to keep growing in it.
0: Yes. Literally amazing. Um, What is your specific role on the influencer marketing team?
1: Yeah. So I am... It's a long title. Influencer marketing senior coordinator. So we have Emily, my friend at Athletic Greens. She's influencer marketing manager. So she manages anyone over 100,000 followers where I manage all the nano and micro influencers. To us, that's classified anyone under 100,000. So I focus on TikTok and Instagram.
0: Amazing. I know. Oh, my God. I'm like, we love that. We love them. (laughs) 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 <laughs> um, what is like a typical day in the life for you in this position?
1: Yes. Great question. So athletic greens, the company itself is a hundred percent remote. They've been a hundred percent remote since day one, which is 10 years ago, which is wow. wild. So that is something I was looking for in a new job because in COVID when I was working from home I really found my groove and it's I love it and granted I'm very fortunate to live in a place where I love calling it home in San Diego so I am privileged in that area so I knew I wanted to work remote so that's something I was looking for so my typical day is I get up I sleep with all the blinds and shades open because I like to rise with the sun for my circadian rhythm so I typically get up now that the sun is rising a little bit later, like 637, I immediately get up and I don't do anything. Like I take one sip of water, get up, put on my shoes and go for a walk. And I do a little beach walk, which about an hour. So I put on a podcast and I do a beach walk at that same time. I'm just scrolling through my emails or Slack and then If nothing is urgent there, then I start like editing a video, just trying to habit stack everything I can possibly do in the morning to set myself up for success. So I do that for an hour. I come back. I either do like a light workout like Pilates or yoga, and then I do a meditation. Meditation is something I'm trying to stay consistent with, but it is very challenging for me. So I do a meditation with my legs up on the wall for the lymphatic drainage, and then I wash my face, take a shower. Drink my AG1 and then start work typically around like 8.30, 9.00.
0: Okay, amazing. And what are some of the things that you do in your job? You were saying you make some videos and there's emails, of course. So what are some of the other like things that are typical for your position?
1: Yeah, great question. So typical. So... Throughout the day, we have different meetings going on. So whether that's we're meeting with the marketing team, the social team, partnership. So besides the meetings, what I do day to day is I look for influencers that we want to partner with. So there's different credentials we look for, mm-hmm. like what is their following from gender so female to male ratio how many people or what percent of their audience lives in the u.s do they have a younger skew audience older skew audience and what is their engagement rate so when i'm looking for influencers i usually prospect so i'll go through instagram look at all these influencers i'll add them into my prospecting list and then After I've found enough enough, reach out to them, send them an email, then they typically respond, you ask them for their analytics, so they'll provide screenshots from their Instagram, which will show all their demographics, and their um, engagement rate on their story, and then I plug that into a spreadsheet I utilize to see how much we're able to pay them, if we are able to pay them, based on their rates, and then the commission that they would possibly bring in through the revenue, Um, and then... After that, once we do go back and forth on rates and negotiation, then there's a contract, reviewing the contract with them. They sign that. Then at Athletic Greens, we really cherish and nurture relationships. So, and typical with all the brands I've worked with in the past, there is no onboarding call. They just send you over the creative brief and then you get started to work on content. But Athletic Greens, we have an onboarding call with every single influencer. Wow. So we set up a call with them it's typically like 15 to 30 minutes and we just walk them through ag1 a little bit more because the product is very comprehensive walk them through ag1 a little bit more and then we go into the creative brief like the content that they're going to do any requirements and then after that they'll send you content in a few days you'll review it have to make sure that everything is okay with language and verbiage and then they post it make sure the campaign is going live there's different stuff we have to do on the back end to make it go live. And then we just watch the analytics to see. And then if it is a great partnership from both parties, we can bring them on for a longer term partnership, which can be three months, six months, up to a year. But that's typically how the partnership. And then day-to-day besides that, honestly, just emails. I do work with the social team to make reels to help them with that. So I do a lot of that. And just keeping up with all the new trends, everything else going on, trying to stay up to date on everything.
0: Yes. Um, And how many people are on the team that you're a part of?
1: So we have three influencer marketing managers. I am the senior coordinator. And then we have an influencer marketing coordinator. So that's four, five. And then we have two rev share girls, which is just, it is, they don't do paid collaborations, but it's like an ambassador program, basically. So there's seven of us.
0: Wow. I know. Amazing. So what are some of the things that you have learned in the position since starting it? Wait, also so people know, when did you start the position officially? So I started (laughs)
1: December, I think it was like 13th, 2021. So I've been in it
0: very recently. I just hit my 90 days, like two weeks ago. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I know. Yes. I'm like, Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry for that, guys. Um, yeah. So, what are some of like the things that you have learned? in the position maybe like top two things that have become like oh my god I love this top one is negotiation skills
1: because you have to have confidence when you have negotiation skills and it's not something I utilized before other than like negotiating when I was getting my car like I didn't have times where I could really utilize negotiation skills so now that I'm in the position I love it like I love negotiation and just going back and forth making sure it makes sense for both parties but that's a skill that I'm now able to take to my own brand so I just had a partnership deal last night they sent me an email and they're like hey we can pay you this month and I just bounced back with a number and they're like okay we can do it and typically I would have just said yes and then I got more money from just like negotiating like that so that's the number one skill I've utilized in this relationship learn quickly and loving it and there's still so much
0: more I can learn in that aspect because also you never know like what the brand's budget is right yeah yes you should always negotiate always
1: Always. Yes. The worst they can say is no. Exactly. And then you're like, okay, then I'll just do it for that price. Yeah. You know, they're not yep. going to say like, oh, you asked for more, we're not doing anymore. Like a brand's not going to do that.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And then what's the second
1: thing? The second thing I knew, but love learning more on is just like the performance marketing side so okay. it's not something I was used to at June Shine. just a performance-based job I've never been a performance-based job but I can literally see the analytics from every single influencer I partner with yes. and just learning how to bring business back to the business itself so making it beneficial for the influencer and the business so how can it be mutual beneficial not just compensation wise not just revenue wise but also nurturing that relationship um and then just how seeing how that can bounce back into the performance marketing
0: amazing so okay so you work with micro influencers and nano influencers I don't know, for me, I feel like I've always been aware of this term, but I feel like maybe for, like, the majority, it's a newer, like, term, and also just, like, a sphere and group of people who are stunning but happen to just be maybe newer or something like that. I don't know, I'm just kind of curious, like, where, like, uh, like, We are both very aligned with the knowledge that Instagram, TikTok are not going anywhere and everything. So I'm just curious about, I don't know, just like your opinion on like the micro-influencer group of people and like how that... Has really like how more brands have been tapping into that group of people, and how like you were able to get a job like because people are doing that. So I'm just curious like if there's been any like shifts or anything or what you've seen like with the team or conversations, anything like that. I'm curious. About. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So for anyone that doesn't know, Nano is under five thousand, and then uh, Micro is under from five thousand to under a hundred thousand. So us, what? we really want to see an emphasis why they hired me in this position is because there's more and more creators coming out every single day. And this space is kind of getting saturated, not to fully because you can come out with anything and bring a storm into it and then have a presence in Instagram or social platforms. But where we really see the success with nano and macro influencers is that they have a stronger relationship with their community because there's not just like posting and then there's a million people that are seeing it, but they're, they don't have that close relationship with their followers because maybe they're a little more reserved on what they put out there because they have such a big following. Where someone with 20,000 followers is posting what they're doing every single day, like getting up out of bed, showering, like what they're eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and they don't care. Where sometimes a bigger influencer might be a little more reserved. And when you are micro and nano, you can reply to DMs, which makes your community more engaged. When someone comments on a photo, you reply back, which makes your community more engaged. I feel like just audience get more connected to the nano nano micro influencers and feel like they're friends with them, like they are a source or outlet that they can go to when they have a question about something like if they post an outfit hey where'd you get that shirt they're gonna reply and link it where a bigger one won't and I think more and more brands are realizing this because of that strong connection you can have. And although there might not be as many conversions, like say for a bigger influencer that has a million followers, they're gonna bring in more conversions because they have more of audience view on it versus a micro and nano influencer where there not, might be as many conversions but and not as many eyes, but they're gonna be repeat customers. And then so it's more like, okay, so I have to get five, nano and micro influencers for one big influencer, but it's just that relationship bonding experience that we've seen the success with nano and micro influencers.
0: Definitely. I feel like we're also living in like this stunning time of honesty and transparency and that's what also consumers in the audience that's what they want to see. So it's also with everything with like the pandemic and everything and people feeling closer to the people who influenced them and all of that because we were in this shared quarantine state. People just
1: (laughs) want transparency too. Like they just want everyone's so tired of the face too and everyone's so tired of the filters. Like they just want the raw, real you. I think there's more emphasis on mental health now and people are realizing everything that's on Instagram is not real. It's not real life. I don't know if you saw the video. I think her name is, um, gosh, I hope I don't butcher this, uh, Victoria...
0: Garrick. Yes. Yeah, she I posted did. That, I saw
1: it. Yeah, she posted that video yeah. for anyone that doesn't know. Yeah. It oh, was, sorry. <laughs> her, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was her in a bikini, and sh- it was a video. Yes, and she which is sh- the big part of it, yes, that it's a video. Yes, and she showed herself, like, so snatched, so skinny, like, what you would typically see an Instagram girl posting in a video. And then in that video, two seconds later, she shows her actual self. And it's her body and it's beautiful, but it's not what was shown in the video. And it's literally the same exact video. And she was showing that you can edit videos to make your body look what you see at these models or whatever society deems as skinny. You you can do that in a video. And she blew up. Because of that video. Because people want transparency. They want raw. They're so tired. Everyone's so tired of the fakeness. And that's what you get with the nano micro influencers as well. Like, It's totally them. They're not trying to play this facade or what they've built up over all these years. Like some of the big influencers. And then have this image or this look that they're trying to uphold. They're just raw in themselves. Showing up as themselves. And people love that. People get more engaged. Like, You feel such a connection with them
0: definitely something though that comes up for me I feel like that I'm curious about your opinion with is influencers who grow and go viral and how those um relationships from the influencer marketing side how those change or ebb and flow I'm just curious about that
1: yeah it kind of depends what influencer and what their niche is Mm -hmm. but I think the biggest thing, like some of the influencers, they don't have too much, that blow up overnight, they don't have too much passion for it, and then all of a sudden their video goes viral, and then it kind of dies off after that, the platform kind of dies off after that, because they didn't have a passion for it, so they weren't posting consistently, people aren't there to stay, they automatically die off, but this girl that comes to mind that I partner with at Athletic Greens, her name is Gabby something on um, Instagram and TikTok, but basically she started an Instagram just showing like casual outfits and When I first reached out to her at Athletic Greens, a partner, I found her on TikTok and she had like 10,000 followers and she was just so cute and casual, just like showing capsule wardrobe outfits that anyone can throw together, literally jeans and a t-shirt and a jacket Mm -hmm. and her Birkenstocks. And when I reached out to her, she had like 10,000 and maybe 2,000 on Instagram. And then one of her videos, Aritzia, reposted. And she blew up overnight. I mean, not to a huge degree, but like 10,000 followers, I think. And... On Instagram? On Instagram. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, some people work years to get there. Yeah. And... For her, she was like, I had an onboarding call with her at Athletic Greens and I was like, what's it like from your side? And she was like, I'm just so overwhelmed right now because I went from zero to nothing and I still have a full-time job and finding that balance, like how can I shoot videos when I'm getting ready for work? Just integrate that but she has such a passion for it and she has a gratitude for it. So she has connected more with her audience and I haven't seen that die off. Her audience is there to stay. So I think when if it's influencers that actually have a genuine love and passion for their art, their creativity, their platform, then their audience will stay and then that can form into like a great platform and I see her growing more and more or sometimes a video if it blows up and they don't really have a platform built out or they don't want it instagram be their job or work towards that then yeah. it just dies off
0: yeah i mean i'm thinking about also like how at least for me from something i've noticed is that um people will blow up on tiktok or have a lot of follower tip top tiktok <laughs> um and followers and everything and then you'll go to their instagram and maybe like for i don't know like This is not an exact, exact fact, guys. But um, literally, like, maybe someone has, like, 100K on TikTok. And then you go to their Instagram and they have, like, 5,000 or 2,000. And I'm just, like, it's so interesting to see also from, like, for you, for, like, the influencer marketing side, social media side in general. And to see how that just changes and varies because... I feel like there's such a huge pivot that's going on that's been going on but even more with like TikTok and Reels and just video in general yeah and I feel like there used to be at least for me when I think of TikTok I'm excited I love TikTok I love the rawness I love how like casual and quick and everything and how TikTok is. Whereas with Instagram, it's more like of a gallery instead of just like the raw, like transparent day to day. And I'm curious about how that affects like, I don't even know, like, I'm honestly curious about both sides, like how it affects like the influencer and how it affects you guys when you're looking for people to work with. Because what if they're like, for example, if they're huge on TikTok, and they have a really engaged community and everything like that, but then their Instagram is like, not like something they totally, totally focus on. So what do you do in that situation? Yeah,
1: that's a great question. So we, if someone has, a, like you, the exact sample you gave, a hundred thousand on TikTok and two thousand on Instagram, it's most likely because, like you said, on TikTok, it's very, it's literally not curated. It's just raw. It's real. They post fifteen videos a day of what they're doing throughout their day, so they're easy. They're able to grow faster because it's not curated they literally just post whatever versus instagram it's very curated people are going there they want to be aesthetically pleased they want to be drawn in and then for some reason it's so much easier to follow someone on tiktok versus instagram versus instagram i feel like when you go to someone's page you kind of judge how many followers they are following versus tiktok no one you can't see how many followers you're following so people are more likely to follow tiktok um also so, like
0: why is that a thing i don't know is not that so weird that's so annoying i'm like sorry that i love people and i'm influenced by so many amazing stunning queens right <laughs> like oops yeah <laughs> and it's so
1: weird and so for in that instance we would probably just partner with them on tiktok because they have a more built out platform there and more engaged audience and they're themselves on tiktok but then they're also partners that have a big following on instagram and tiktok and tiktok they're more raw and real and then instagram they're more curated and they have a platform on both and then that instance we can partner with on both instagram because of how the system is set up instagram you do see more conversions because of the clickable sticker on stories it's just easier to get people to convert whereas tiktok people's attention span is less than eight seconds on tiktok they are not there to stay they it's so easy just to scroll on your fyp page like just scroll 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 oh, yeah. so it's harder to get people to convert in tiktok but it is an interesting stream that we see more and more people going towards people want that wrong realness like we're talking about so we're still testing the waters there we haven't found too much success but not saying that it's not going to convert as well but Yeah, just depending on what platform they have more of a following, how engaged, and then we can either partner with them on both or just one.
0: Okay, and so you said you work on Reels for Instagram, so I'm also curious, like, how, how, I'm like, I love TikTok, so I'm like, let's talk about TikTok. (laughs) How much, how much do you get to like, do with, like, TikTok stuff and the influencers? Like, are they, like, things that you have, like, reels and TikToks that it just converts over? Or, like, what kind of, I guess, campaigns? Or, like, what are the specifics, I guess? Yeah,
1: so our social team... They kind of give, so I'm on the partnerships team, the social team is our social media manager, our director of content. We have a meeting with the partnerships team, myself and my teammates, and they let us know what content creators are looking for for reels. Like for instance, Earth Day or Earth Month is in April. So finding more sustainable partners that are able to create reels. And it doesn't even have to be AG1 product focused, which is the product, but it can just be like my five top sustainable tips and we want to promote that and post that on our page just to bring more awareness to that aspect because we are very sustainable at our company and we have these sustainable initiatives and we're just trying to inspire others. So that's an example, Mother's Day is in May. So I'm currently trying to find mothers that have show the raw realness of chaotic morning mother routine and how she gets in her AG one in the morning okay. because Amazing. Instagram is very curated yeah. and it's like the wellness girly. I am a component to this. I cannot talk shit, but wellness <laughs> girly like gets up and has her five hour morning routine, you know? And it's like, that's great. She gets to enjoy her AG one in peace after she's done meditating. But Also mothers that don't have time to fill in those nutritional gaps in their diet and prioritize their own health. So just partnering with chaotic mothers that are going to show how they have a baby on one hip feeding him or her a bottle and then herself drinking her AG1. So kind of just filling the gaps that the social team needs. So in that instance, we'll reach out to a partner, ask them if they'll create a reel for us, go back and forth with negotiations, and then just finalize a deal there. And for there, we're not looking for... It's not so performance based there, like looking at how many conversions they bring in, but more so, how is this going to resonate with our audience? Is this something our audience will like to see? Of course, looking into diversity, inclusion, and making sure that's a component. But besides influencer marketing right yes. now, I got a lot more to talk about. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> like, please. So I <laughs> just signed up to become a. Won't well, go to school again. So I graduated in 2018 with a degree in sustainability, and I, after college, like, I struggled with a lot with gut issues, and I had SIBO, so many different gut issues, and still to this day, I'm trying to figure out what's wrong. And I was talking to my friend, and it's literally been eight years of seeing naturopath doctors, functional medicine doctors, and trying to find the way to heal myself. And uh, the reason I started my blog over a year ago was to have a platform to share my struggles with health and wellness and all this bloating and gut issues and just be a resource and an outlet for someone else out there. And I've wanted to go back to school to figure out a way how I can connect those dots there because I genuinely love it so much and I love connecting with others and helping others. And so I have this ink, this incline to go back to school to become a holistic health coach and I've always just put it on the back burner I'm like oh there's never enough time there's never enough money like I'll do it next year I'll do next year and then finally like a month ago I was like I'm done putting it off like it's been a year of me putting this off I'm just gonna make the strides and do it and yes I don't have a lot of time and yes I don't have the money saved to allocate it to this exact thing but I'm just going to do it because I know it's in true alignment with me. So a month ago, I signed up to become go to school to become a holistic health coach. So it's a year program, which is great because I'll learn how to heal myself more, too. So Mm -hmm. after that, I am currently working on building out my own holistic healthcare coaching platform. And it's I don't. Who knows where it'll take me? That's the beauty of going to this school. Like so many different people do different things. Like Melissa Wood Health went here. Like oh my gosh, I know, amazing. So so many. Okay. Yeah. So it's like you have no idea what you're gonna do with it. But one of the things I also love is cooking. And so maybe I will create an ebook with gut friendly foods and recipes. Like I don't know where it's gonna take me, but I. I'm know, like, please do that. I know. <laughs> I need
0: that. I have gut just- <laughs> Like help. literally, I'm like, guys, we need this. I'm like, petition for her to do this. (laughs) So I
1: know it's just in where what I'm supposed to be doing. So signed up for that, doing that. I'll graduate by the end of this year, which will be exciting. And then hopefully I can take on clients and just have more broad understanding of how I can help other people heal and heal myself. So I'm very excited with that. And that's another thing. Like, I always just doubted myself. Like, I didn't have confidence in myself that... My fears was what if I get this, what if I get this certification degree, whatever you want to call it, and then I don't have any clients come in, or I wasted the money of the time and nothing came out of it. But n- that's not gonna happen. Like no. I'm the only person doubting <laughs> myself. Like if anything, like I don't have a ton of clients, but I found a different stream of connecting with others, like recipes, something else, journal prompts, something else. I'm able to provide to connect with others, but worst thing that happens is I learn like I want to learn I yes. miss that aspect of school is learning and getting to digest information that fills me up and that's why I listen to podcasts every single morning on my walk because I want to learn mm-hmm. and so that's exciting I have no idea where it's gonna take me but oh, I'm, so, I'm excited. so excited thank
0: god <laughs> sorry if we're not religious here <laughs> <laughs> we're never mind I'm not good at it. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my gosh! I'm just like, also the person you are. You're gonna, ki- you know, you're gonna like blow up. Oh, I I'm hope saying it so. now, I'm like, whatever the fucking day is. It's March. Still, it's, same- it's March. It's a Patrick's <laughs> Day. Is it the 17th or the 19th? 17th. Okay.
1: And neither of us are wearing green.
0: I was earlier <laughs> <laughs> on my hike because I was scared to get pinched. <laughs> I don't know. People are wild People about are Crazy. It. They are, especially those kids. I'm like. Not going to mess with that. Also, (laughs) like, side tangent, the amount of people who were wearing green on the hike today, go us. No, everyone (laughs) on
1: on my Zoom work call today, I think every single person was wearing green but me, and I didn't (sighs) even realize, and I was like, why is everyone matching today, like, Was I not included? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And it's, like, athletic grace. Yes. They're like, it's our day. It's It's our our day. (laughs) I was like, "Uh, I'm in my gray sweatsuit. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love it. Wow. I'm so excited. Holy shit. Thank you. I'm so... Oh, my God. Literally, thank God. Like, I have got issues myself that I'm still trying to figure out, like, what um, we talked about before we started recording is about some of my gut health issues and going to the hospital and stuff for throwing up and just my gut totally being out of whack. So thank God that you're going to do that. And literally, because you've been through it, you know yes. how it feels. Yes. Eight years. I didn't know that. Yeah. Eight years. Wow. And it, you just
1: feel so helpless when you're in it. and. Yeah no one understands and especially with gut issues it's not like you have a broken leg where people see you and like oh man she's hurt or he's hurt but with gut issues you're struggling and no one can see your pain and it's so uncomfortable you're so bloated your pants are tight you're literally like just oh it's the worst pain in the world yes your body's just screaming and your gut is connected to every single thing in your body affects your mental health your physical health just the way you can digest and process food and your skin like literally everything so when that's off balance your whole body is off balance and so you're just a completely different person and when you're struggling and normal western doctors I they have a time and place and I very much value the information that they provide but they don't recognize the gut and so when I first started struggling I went to the doctors and they're like maybe try working out more and I'm like what's like that cannot be it no. And so that's when I started going to a naturopath doctor literally eight years ago and Still to this day, like I said, I'm still struggling with it, but not to where I was, but just, I want to connect with others and let them know they're not the only ones struggling. I'm
0: curious, how did you know to go to, like, a naturopathic doctor? Like, how did you, like, how did you know it was, like, a gut issue, you know, like, all of that?
1: Yeah. Especially back then, eight years ago, I feel like naturopath doctors, functional medicine doctors wasn't a buzzword, Mm -hmm. and I grew up in a small town, so I didn't, and I lived in San Diego at this point, but I didn't have an understanding of naturopath doctors, but I was just helpless, and I remember it was, like, the middle of the night, like, two or three, and I was going through Yelp, and I typed in, like, gut help, like, gut specialist, gut something, because I knew it was in my gut just from the research I was doing, Okay because I was highly constipated. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to the bathroom for a week at a time. My acne was so bad. I was just constantly bloated, gassy like you're saying. Every component, my hair was brittle. And so I knew it was something in my gut. And so I looked up gut specialist and I literally found someone in San Diego I think her name was the gut healer and <laughs> I know I cool. was like wow perfect yeah and so when I went to see her she did all the testing on me gave me all these herbs and supplements and it is a huge regimen it's a huge lift in the beginning and there is different chronic dis- not diseases chronic things going on everyone everyone's bio individual so what is going on in my gut might not be going in your gut, but there's candida, there's SIBO, there's IBS, there's so many different components. And to be honest, a lot of people are struggling with this because they're so easy to get, especially in our society where everything is highly processed, where if you go to Italy or someone else, it's all fresh fruits and vegetables and everything is sourced locally, where here everything is highly processed. So your gut isn't able to process it as much so she put me on a regimen and I did heal in like six months. And then three months later, I relapsed. And then, so wait, what happened? So, if
0: you don't mind, oh, no. <laughs> okay. I'm an
1: open book. Same, <laughs> um, I, same sort of thing started happening again. I was constipated, and that was like the number one thing I would notice was constipation and just like. So bloated, I was pregnant. Like my stomach was hard. Yeah. And I'm like, why do I look six months pregnant right now? And and granted, it wasn't like I was eating like going to McDonald's and eating like all this fried food. It was like I was eating a relatively healthier diet and I was feeling like shit. I would be up all night for my stomach pains. It would be stabbing pains. I was just so uncomfortable. I couldn't wear jeans. And I was having like rapid weight gain because my body, my adrenals were just so overworked. I was going to F45 every single morning at 5 a.m. Just like, just, I was in such a fight or flight mode because I was gaining this weight. I was so bloated. I was just like, oh, I gotta do everything I can to get this off, working out, overworking out, moving my body constantly. And it was just like, my body was attacking itself. And then when I relapsed, I was like, oh, here we go again. And then I went on like another round. And then I relapsed again. So then I switched doctors to a SIBO specialist in LA. And then from there, I did have to go on. So he was um, MDA- mda is that the right word so he was a western doctor and a functional medicine so he had both sides of it cool so he was able to prescribe medication and herbs so for this third time i needed something more aggressive I was like as much as i want to be an all-natural girly like give me the hard shit now yeah and so it was like a blend of both it was like western it was um rifaximin i think is the name of the prescription and then herbs and that time really got it away so since then i've been pretty good i mean i it's natural to be bloated here and there so i still have that um but i know when i'm stressed like i'm saying it flares up but there's different tools and tactics i can do but just i'm so thankful for science and where we're at and having just naturopath doctors around and western doctors and being able to utilize both at different times because no body is the same everyone is bio-individual so treatments need to be different for each person and typically when you go to a western doctor your doctor performance 15 minutes where the natural bath doctor it's literally an hour and a half like yeah it's crazy what a difference it makes but i think both coming together is like the best the best
0: yes and so you have your tools for like i don't know for me okay tell me if you also agree with this i feel like I have multiple toolboxes yes okay cool so yes. what are your tool you're like what's in the toolbox for your gut health yes because you've talked about for your mental health yes and like all the like the routines and stuff that you like to do to like help with that so yep. what is in the toolbox for your gut health
1: yes so for my gut health There's a few different components. So going into the supplemental realm, realm, for supplements, I need to take a digestive enzyme before I eat meals. So I just buy it from Sprouts. It's called digestive enzymes, I think, literally. And I take those before eating food because that helps me break down and process food. Mm -hmm. And then at nighttime... I take um, magnesium, and then I also take a GI tract, which helps me go to the bathroom because I always struggle with being regular. So those are two ones. And then I also take um, Himla. They have like a stomach upset supplement. So if I do go out and I have pizza or pasta, something that would typically make me bloated, I take that to ease with the pain. Aside from supplements, some things that make a huge difference with my gut is sitting down to eat a meal so i used to eat on the go so in the car like literally running out the door trying to eat a meal like protein bar anything on the go and your body is in fight or flight mode when it's going through that so it can't digest food because it's in fight or flight so i need to sit down with my meals not only do i need to sit down with my meals i can't have any distractions around me so i can't be watching tv with a scary show something that's like putting me in stress and i can't have my phone because that stimulates me and so i sit down with nothing around me and it's a great time to just like process what you're eating and just like have appreciation and gratitude for the food that you're eating and lets you, it helps me eat slower versus like trying to shovel it in as fast as I possibly can. That's something that helps me, and then I need to stay away from, like, a lot of raw foods because it's hard for my body to digest Same. it. Like, yeah. kale, yeah. I love it, but, like, I can't shit. even eat it.
0: Yeah. Like, like I literally eat, cooked. doesn't matter. My yeah. stomach's, like, no.
1: Yeah, it just, like, tears it apart. It's yeah. like, please, no, 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 no. So, raw foods typically don't do well, and I was vegan for four years, and I was, like, overly healthy, I want to say now, but... Um, my body processes meat really well now. So I do have like high, pro- high quality proteins that digest well with my stomach. I typically stay away from dairy and gluten, but I don't like to restrict anything. So yes. I will have that in occasion. And yes. then cooked vegetables does really well with me. And then grains my body does well with. So those are things just like understanding what makes your body, your gut feel good too. Everyone's different. So My plate isn't going to look the same as my boyfriend's, but it's what feels good for my body. So that's in my toolbox, just understanding what makes my body feel good and then i like to go for like a 10 minute walk after eating that helps balance your blood sugar levels as well as just helps your body process the food in your stomach so after i eat i literally just do like a 10 minute loop like something quick and if i can't go for a walk i'll take my next call in my house and i'll be walking around or like i'll try to do folding laundry standing up just something to make my body active so it can process it better and chewing slower is a big one so I am a component, like I said, of going fast. I would just like, how quickly can I get this done with? And now it's like, okay, I like literally have to think about it. I'm like, chew, 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 chew. Because I'm just like, swallow. Like, why am I trying to swallow it so fast? I don't know. Just like, chew it a little more. So that's something that has helped me as well. And then... Going back to like mindfulness, like having those tools in your toolbox for your gut health as well, because they're so directly correlated, like mindfulness, mental health, because when your body's stressed, the first thing that goes off is your gut. So just having those practice and figure out what works for you there as well.
0: Yes. I also feel like, like self-soothing is a huge part of it too, because like you said, it's something that you suffer through and or you have pain and no one can see that pain yeah so being able to self-soothe and I don't know like when I've had my instances um where I've been like hospitalized because it's so bad that my stomach is just like totally messed up um like for me at least I think about it how um most of the times I think all the times that I've been sick in the hospital because of my gut issues um were times when you weren't allowed to have a visitor with you at the hospital so not only was i dealing with those gut issues and just like why and the unknown and just totally not knowing what to do and when you go to an er they can only take as many tests as they can before you need to like be recommended to a specialist so that someone else who actually knows all the things can help you and more in detail and everything so Um, Yeah, so I feel like self-soothing is super, super important, like, in the toolbox um, of both your mental health and your gut health. Because, like you said, mindfulness and everything, it goes together. Everything comes together. And your gut is, like, the baseline of that, the foundation of all that. Yeah, so I'm kind of also just curious because... I mean, like I said, from as long as I've known, you've been, like, a hustle queen. Like, you (laughs) go after everything you want. And um, I'm curious about kind of your... I don't know. Like, have you always been like this? Have you always been independent? Have you always, like, had this attitude? Or was it something that, like, grew more as you got older? Um, And how a lot of the practices you do... um, are, out of like the love that you have for yourself.
1: Yeah. So, growing up, literally the day I turned fifteen, I went to like open interviews at Jamba Juice because I was like, oh my gosh, I get to work! Like I was so excited to work. And then from there, I've always had multiple jobs. So after that, I literally had two jobs throughout high school. I worked at a coffee shop and then I was a server at night. So. Just the hustle has been ingrained in my body and it's not even directly from my parents. My mom was a stay-at-home mom my whole life and then my dad never wanted to bring his home his work home with him so he wasn't extremely successful but my brother my sister and i were all such hustlers and i think it's because the confidence you get when you're working you just get to learn so much about yourself and how to be around others how to communicate better and i love just when you are a part of a team and you're working those relationships you build with your team and just those components and my biggest thing too is like i knew if i wanted to get something out of life it wasn't going to be handed to me. I needed to work for it. Yeah. And I was the first college graduate in my family and I knew that's not something that was going to come easy for me and I'll probably be paying off college debt for a long time, but Same. yeah, but I knew, <laughs> I knew like I was going to have to work throughout college. Yeah. Like still t- it was going to be worth it. Yeah. It was going to be worth it. And yeah. still to this day, like I have big dreams and aspirations and I have this life that I want to live and I want to be a mother and I want to provide for my kids without, them having to struggle and my parents provided me better than they had and I want to do that for the next generation so I'm just like constantly trying to hustle to get where I want to be and maybe I'll never be content either like I sometimes think like if I get to this next thing I am the type of person that's like what's next Mm -hmm. I'm a very goal-driven person Mm -hmm. I have to be working towards something Mm -hmm. and so it's just like ingrained in my body but it makes me feel so good like I am so grateful that I love to work and I love being passionate about what I do and Even, like, doing this holistic health coach, like, I'm starting a new job. Like, I probably shouldn't put that all on my plate, but I don't know how not to. I'm like, if I have something in mind, also, I'm very stubborn. So, when I get something in my head, no one can tell me differently. And I'm like, okay, I want to do this. I'm just going to have to do it. because Just, like, figure it out. Yeah. I'm going to figure it out. And that's exactly what happens. And there's so many resources around you. People want to help you. And so, it's been that way this whole entire time. I have faked it till i made it this whole entire time like i'm very fortunate that i got the job out of college with june but i didn't know jack shit like i still don't know jack shit but you just gotta like fake it till you make it and people appreciate hard work hustle and having a humble attitude like don't act like you're better than everyone else that you know everything like constantly be hungry and constantly be humble and it'll take you so far and i hope i keep
0: that attitude going forward definitely I mean also because when it really really comes down to it like plain and simple no one knows everything no so like don't why would you even act like that you know why would you not be curious and hungry for knowledge I don't know I don't know I feel like that's something we share just like that that motivation to just figure it out like figure it out you just it's not that like I feel like for us it's not like is it a yes or a no it's it's always a yes it's just how will I do that how will I execute it and how I like will thrive and put my soul into it and people will see that through the project, through the thing you're doing. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you never know where a project or a thing is going to take you, whether that's connection, whether that's knowledge, you literally have no idea. And I think that's what excites me so much. Like every single job or I've done it's taken me even further or taking you to new places so that's always something to keep in mind too like the curiosity like the unknown like this can be something so amazing or it could not be but you don't know until you try.
0: Exactly and no matter what you're always gonna learn something yes. from that experience. Always. Whether it's for yourself or professionally whatever like you always will learn something because it's a new experience.
1: Right.
0: I feel like Like, if you don't come hungry, then you're doing a disservice to yourself because not only are the possibilities endless, you don't even know what the options are. Right. So if you come in so open and curious, then like one of the questions I want to ask before was like when you got that email, like for Athletic Greens, between the rejection email and you putting a pitch together and then getting an email to get an interview, what was like the time span? Like how many hours was that? Was that like 48 hours yeah okay just yeah. making sure yeah i was, was like a- very typical grace <laughs> <laughs> i just wanted to make sure because i was like you talking i was like that sounded fast like a quick yeah. turnaround
1: and my friend that works at athletic greens i told her i was gonna make the deck because we met up on a friday i was like i'm gonna get the deck done before monday so wait when- and had
0: you made the deck before
1: mm, uh no okay
0: yeah <laughs> guys literally
1: <laughs> literally
0: <laughs> if you want it you can fucking do it <laughs>
1: Literally. <laughs> and so I told her I was like I want it in their inbox Monday morning when they open it and she's yeah. like oh like relax have your weekend like there's no rush like the hiring process takes a while like no rush and I was like oh no like I'm not sleeping until I get this done and when I put my mind something there's no stopping me so I was so fueled by it like I needed to get it done otherwise I wasn't going to be able to sleep like I was knew I had to do it and then who knows like maybe I wouldn't have got a response after I did send that deck if I didn't have the connection maybe but in my mind I tried everything I could to get that job so say I put that extra few hours into making the deck I really tried to get the job and I got a rejection that's okay because I'm like okay I put my best foot forward I tried to do it but it wasn't the right timing it wasn't the right position so either way it's a lesson learned and you have to just try the worst thing is that can happen is rejection but there's something else on the other side of that as well
0: yes um there's this person that i like to follow on instagram um and literally, it's either Tinks or Serena Kerrigan. I'm so sorry, guys, that I can't specify <laughs> They're both stunning, stunning fucking queens. If you don't follow them, do it now. Yes. Um, and one of them, they say that rejection is redirection. Yes. And I fucking love that. Yes. I fucking love that. Because I feel like there's a lot of instances where people think it's their fault when yeah. it literally, most of the time, has nothing to do with you. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And yeah. you have... No idea what's on the other side,
0: and yeah, or like the po- like literally, you don't even know what the possibilities are on the right. other side. Right, you might think like, oh, this is like what's gonna happen, right? But no, it can blow up even more and like even be more aligned with like who you are and like what you're looking for and everything like that. Like I think it's so amazing and freaking bold as fuck that you did that. Like you came into the position or into the application process with literally. Like you said, no influencer, no direct influencer marketing experience. Um, but just that hunger for just the alignment and just, just knowing yourself and that confidence in yourself and putting it out there and putting that in, out there in the universe. Yes. And having them like receive it and also just align with it too was, I don't know, like I have like chills. Like yes. that's just, I like, Wow. Yes.
1: Especially what you just said right there, putting it out there. Yeah. So when I was starting to look, have my eyes open for another job, I wrote down a list of everything I was looking for in the next company. I was looking for a working-at-home environment where I had sunshine around me, just light, because I worked in the office at June Shine, and there was no walls, no windows. It was just, like, dark. It wasn't no windows, and it was, like, soul-drenching for me. So I wrote down a list of every single thing I was looking for, in a company and because I put that pen to paper and I manifested it I had the envision I knew what was going to be in alignment with me it was going to be a health and wellness brand it was working from home it was connecting with others it was an influencer marketing like all these things I put that out there and then it just comes to you like literally within less than a month like I had what exactly what I was looking for but if I didn't put that pen to paper and get in full clarity on what I was looking for I don't think I would be here today and It's sometimes difficult to think about what you exactly want, but when you finally make that step and just put that exposure out there, like, this is what I'm looking for, this is what I want, the world reciprocates it back to you. The universe gives you what you want. You just need to be clear, and you just need to stay consistent with it. Like, if I would have got declined from this job, that wasn't going to stop me from the next one. Like, I was going to keep going until I find the right position for me. And like you said, rejection, like
0: there's endless possibilities what's next. So, yeah. 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 Amazing. I mean, I think that's a stunning spot to stop at for now. I'm like, thank you so much for coming on. I hope I can be on next year. And then who knows? Oh my God. Multiple times. Literally. (laughs) She's going to be a returning guest, everyone. (laughs) Like, Oh, my God. I'm literally so excited for you. Thank you. So excited.
1: Thank you. You
0: literally are such a fucking inspiration. Thank
1: you. I appreciate that so much. And you are, too. You're doing great things in full alignment. And this is our year, baby. It is.
0: It is. Yes. (laughs)